Blog Talk Radio. I gotta slow down. Stop for a second, take a look around. And I gotta take blogtalkradio.com. Word Alive is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Word Alive co-hosts are Ella, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Renetter, coming to you from Gladwin, Michigan. You may email your comments, prayer requests, and questions to wordalive612 at gmail.com. And that is a capital W. Join Word Alive each Thursday evening from now on at 6.30 p.m. By calling 646-378-0538 or online here at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive where all previous broadcasts are available on demand. You may also listen to Word Alive 24-7 and live by downloading the Blog Talk Radio app for your Android phone or by downloading the Word Alive podcast on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at wordalive.now. Thank you for joining and we pray that there is something edifying for you in the broadcast. Well, hello, this is Renetter here at Word Alive, one of the co-hosts here. We're still waiting for our other co-host, Ella, to join us, but we're going to jump right in while we wait. Today is Thursday, March the 3rd, 2016. Today is Thursday, March 3rd, 2016. Well, we are already well into March. Today would have been my mother's birthday if she was still living. Yep, she was born March the 3rd. Truly, I miss her, but I know she's in a better place, and I'm glad that uh, uh, that her course is finished, and we're all looking forward to finishing our courses as well. Well, we're going to continue the conversation tonight about change. We are progressing through God. Through change or progressing through God takes change. We cannot progress in God without change. I mean, when we first get saved, we don't really know anything about salvation. We don't know anything about walking with God. We don't know anything about God. We may have heard things about it, but hearing something and being a part of something is really two different things. Hearing about God even all your life, even if you grew up in church, and knowing God on a personal, intimate basis is definitely two different things. For example, I can sit up every day and watch a, a actor or actress on TV perform and I can hear the um, 
entertainment channels talk about that actor or actress and tell me their likes and dislikes, where they go, what they do, all about their family and everything. And then I can run around and say, I know that actor or actress. No, I don't know them. I know about them. I've heard about them, but I do not have a relationship with them. So I don't really know them. What is the same thing with God? When you grow up in church and you hear about God all of your life, you know a lot of things about him, but you don't know him. And even if you get saved, you still don't really know God. Salvation is like an introduction to God. But then you can go on to develop a relationship or, excuse me, with him and get to know him. You know, when you first get married, you may have uh, spent a little time with um, your spouse getting to know them over a couple of months or maybe even some people get to know each other over a couple of years before they actually get married. They think, oh, I really know my husband. I really know my wife. Oh, I love him so much. Oh, I know everything about him. No, you don't. You do not know them. You think you know them. You know a little bit about them, but you don't really know them yet. And you will find out over the course of your life and over the course of your marriage just how much you didn't know them. Because over the course of the years, as you develop this intimate relationship with them, you grow to know them. You get to know them. You become more involved with them in relationship and more and more gets uncovered about them. So you can say it's like an onion and you begin to peel the layers back. And in the course of peeling those layers back, you find something new on each layer or each level. It's the same with God. We begin to progress through God progress with God, progress in God, and we begin to peel back the layers of God, discovering him more and more at each layer, at each level. Let's uh, go to the scripture. I want to look at some scriptures tonight. So we started out uh, talking a little bit about change, you know, how People, a lot of people uh, have an adverse effect to change. And then we talked a little bit about um, some change is inevitable. There are things that happen in your life that uh, is going to cause you to your life circumstances to change that you have that that you didn't choose, uh, such as death um, or um, losing a job and someone that you are close to dying or. People just taking off on you and choosing they don't want to be a part of your life anymore or someone breaking off a friendship with you and deciding they don't want you as a friend anymore. And these different things cause this change to take place in your life that you didn't plan. However, you're stuck dealing with those changes. You're stuck dealing with a life changing and adapting to changes that you didn't foresee. And then there are other changes that take place in life through choices that we make. For example, choosing a different job, choosing to quit a job, choosing to walk out of a relationship, uh, choosing to go back to college, choosing to drop out of school, uh, choosing to study for an exam, not choosing to study for an exam. All of these different things play a role in how our life plays out for us. We make choices every day in our life that determines what our life is going to look like tomorrow. 
And then some choices are made for us, especially as children. And then sometimes the not choosing and not making choices determine what our life is going to look like in the future. For example, um, someone choosing to get involved in drugs. And then later on, maybe five, ten years down the road, they're sitting up in a prison cell and saying, how did I get here? Through the choices that you made. And then someone else choosing to go to the store at the wrong time and make a purchase. A police walks in and identifies you as someone who committed a crime and you're not the one who committed the crime. Your choice to be at the store at that time caused you to be misidentified. And all of a sudden you miss, you end up in prison for a crime you didn't commit. Some of the choices that we make have defining moments in our lives that we couldn't pre-see. So all of this talk about change, where are we trying to go? We're trying to go to a place where you can make a conscious choice to change your life for the better or to change your life to get to the outcome that God have already predestined for you. Well, how can I say that? Well, let's go to the scripture and see. Uh, let me see. Let's go to uh, So we have been chosen by God. Oh, excuse me. That was a yawn that I couldn't just stop from coming. Uh, we have been chosen by God. We are a chosen people. Deuteronomy 7 and 6 says, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. This was a scripture that was speaking to the Israelites, God's chosen. And we know that the Israelites chose the people out of all the people on the earth to be a God to to be a father to, to um, to be a people that was set apart for himself. And that we are, as believers, become a part of the chosen people of God. We say we are spiritual Israelites because uh, God made a plan that we will be a part of his chosen people. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. That we can be grafted in. Uh, it's like uh, uh, the process that um, some plants can go through to take a plant and graft it into another plant. And then it kind of heals itself to that plant. It mends itself to that plant, becomes a part of that plant. So that the part that may have been dying from another plant can become healthy by putting it into a, a healthy plant. And so God took uh, us, a very unhealthy people, people without a God, without hope in the world. And through his plan, he has grafted us in. And now we are not a part of the uh, spiritual Israelite, spiritual Israel, rather. And so we have been chosen by God to be his chosen people. Uh, let me see if there's a certain scripture I'm actually looking for. Excuse me and be praying for me tonight. I've been having trouble with my sinuses today. And I'm very, feeling very cloggy right now. 
Makes it a little hard to think. Let's see. I'm looking for, I'm not seeing it yet. Just hold on. Bear with me briefly, please, while I try to find the scripture. Scripture. Okay, here's one. It's not really the one I'm looking for, but it says, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. So God chose us. And what it means is those of us who accepted God's plan of salvation and chose to believe the word of truth when it was delivered unto us, we become God's chosen people. Uh, And what it means is that God have a plan for those who believe. And when you choose to believe, you become a part of that plan of salvation for those who believe. So understanding that, let me go back and read this again. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. And so we have been chosen by God and predestined to live out a certain plan because he had a plan in place to rescue us, to free us from uh, a world without hope, a world a world without a God. And so now that we have hope and now we have a God who loves us and now we have a father who cares for us and looks out for us, who wants to provide for us, but we have to choose to trust him. He's already proven his love to us because God so loved the world, St. John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth upon him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God loved us and he's proven his love toward us by giving his son, sacrificing his son for us so that we could be a part of his chosen people. So we could be so that we can uh, could take part and participate in his plan of salvation for our lives. Just by believing upon his only begotten son who died in our place. We should have been hanging on the cross, but he died in our place. Adam should have been hanging on the cross, but he died for all mankind. All we have to do is believe to receive what was imparted to those who believe through that death through his burial, and through his resurrection, through the victory that he gained over our enemy, Satan, over the one who came to steal from us God's plan. And let's go to uh, John uh, 10, 10, which is the, the scripture that we base our broadcast on. The thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy 
I am come, this is Jesus talking, I am come that they may might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So the enemy came to steal from us what God had already planned for us, predestined for us. And he came to kill and he came to destroy. So he does not want us to participate in the blessings that God held for us. That's why he came to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that they might have life. Not only have life, but that we would have life more abundantly. So God's plan for our life is life. And not just life, but life more abundantly. And I call it life for real. We think we're living just because we walk around down here and we breathe. But there's another level of life. There's another experience of life that is open for us to experience if we believe and uh, if we follow on after Christ, if we follow on to know him, if we choose to be partakers with him. And so a lot of people, you know, they get saved and they go to church every Sunday morning and they sit there and they listen to the preacher and they go about their daily living, but they don't participate in life. They don't participate in this abundant life. They don't choose to find out what it is. They don't choose to discover it. The scripture tells us that he will make known to us the mysteries. Let me go see if I can find this scripture. Matthew 13, 11 says, He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Now, to the unbeliever, they can't know the mysteries, but to us believers, it has been given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Now, let's go to... um, 1 Corinthians 13 and 2. And though I give the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have charity, and have not charity, I have nothing. That's not the scripture I was looking for. It's the uh, 14 and 2. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto me, a men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. And in the in the spirit, as we speak to God in our own known language, we we speak mysteries. But the Holy Spirit that comes to live and abide within us makes known the mysteries of God to us. Through the spirit of revelation, and he is the spirit of revelation, he begins to reveal the hidden things of God. He begins to reveal the hidden things to God unto us on a need-to-know basis, and not only on a need-to-know basis, but on a on the level that you're at basis, so to speak, okay? On the level that you're at, he makes known his mysteries unto us. Okay, these scriptures are coming pretty fast, and I'm trying to find them as they come. Remember the scripture we read, uh, I think that's the scripture we read last week. Maybe not, okay. 
Now, for Second Corinthians three eighteen, I think we did read this last week, but we are with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Else, I mean, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, it says from glory to glory. So from glory to glory or from level to level or from stage to stage or from understanding to understanding. So the glory of God is revealed to us not all at once, but in stages. It's revealed to us in the stages that I have the ability to comprehend or I have the ability to receive or I have the ability not to be completely overcome by it. We are overcome by the glory of God. It overwhelms us because it's so beyond anything that we could imagine ourselves. So as that glory overcomes us, overtakes us, and is revealed to us, we are sort of like overwhelmed by, oh, my God, you're greater than I could ever imagine. Oh, my God, you, I, I just... Your understand the understanding of you that I'm comprehending right now. You know, ten years from now, I would never know. I would never know that I had the ability to know this much of you. And so we go from stages to stages in Him. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Our perception of His gets expanded as He reveals Himself to us. And the Scripture says, "Our change, our change, our change." So as we behold him more and more, as we study the word, as we spend time in his presence, spend time with him, as we commune with him, as we pray and enter into dialogue with him, with him, we, we pray to him, we talk to him, and he speaks back to us, and he revealed things to us through the Holy Spirit. We are changed. We are changed. Into the same image from glory to glory. We go from glory to glory. We are changed because we are being changed into the image of him. The scripture tells us in Genesis that we are made in his image and after his likeness. Now, when we get saved, we begin to find out what that is. It begins to be revealed to us what that is. And as we live our life right down here on earth, we begin to realize what that is as we walk it out. We don't, the scripture says that we are, we are, um, that we become new creatures in Christ. The work that Christ has done is done. He already done his work. That's why he's seated now at the right hand of the father. But the scripture also is that we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. So the spirit, the spirit man of us is with Christ in heavenly places, yet is still with us. And so as we begin to understand what they really mean and we understand our, our connection with Christ and we understand who we are in him, the, the complete manifestation of what he has actually done for us in this plan of salvation gets revealed to us. And as that gets revealed to us, you start knowing who you are in Christ. And as you start knowing who you are in Christ, you begin to live that person. It says, there's no more I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. It's Christ right inside of me that lives. And so as we understand that, we allow him more and more every day in our lives. 
And so that glory gets manifested in the way we live, the way we carry ourselves, the way we think, the way we look out at the world, the way we uh, perceive everything that's going on around us. All of a sudden, we don't see things the same. I can be living in a circumstance, in a situation, and as God gives me a revelation about it, the the circumstance, the situation doesn't change, but the way I respond to it changes because he reveals something to me. And so I don't begin to react to it the way I may have been reacting before because I know something more than I knew before. And so now I'm able to walk in victory in a situation that before I thought was going to take me out, but I'm being transformed. I'm being changed into the same image that he is from glory to glory. And even as by the spirit of the Lord, even as by the spirit of truth, even as by the spirit of revelation, even as by the spirit of the living God that resides in me that leads me and guides me into all truth, even the truth about who I am in Christ. You know, that word gets preached a lot in our circles, but do you understand what that means? We're going to delve into more into what does that mean? I am a new creature in Christ. There's no more I that live but Christ in me. We are going to learn to allow Christ, to allow him to live and not renetter myself, renetter my flesh, renetter the natural man. I'm going to try to explain to you more of what the spiritual side is really all about and that we are more spirit than we are natural. And once we really understand and we begin to gravitate to that, our lives change to never go back to when we didn't understand it. We can't go back to when we didn't understand it. We can no more live in the darkness that we was in once the revelation is revealed, once the light is shined on the darkness of not knowing who we really are in Christ. And then once we come into the light of who we are in him, we'll never go back. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that we will never go back to the old man. We don't want to go back. We don't want our old ways. We begin to turn around and look where we are and where we are now. See how far we've come. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) How much we've transformed. Excuse me. And we won't go back. So meet us next week <coughs> at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday night and bring a friend. God bless all. Have a God life.